Hi guys, and welcome to my channel. Making this intro is quite a hassle. Really hard for me because I'm a sucker for over 25. So every time I try and think of an intro, what comes to my head is Hi guys, welcome to our channel. And I can see Jules and Shiki, and I can even tell you how they're sitting and how they're playing with a comb and everything. So this intro is quite a hassle for me. Anyway, my name is Kenyanjui Makahonya. I am a strategic communications consultant, corporate MC and panel moderator. Oftentimes my mother will forget the entire sentence of strategic communications consultant and she'll say consultant strategic. Then she'll try and remember and she'll say communication strategic. Simply put, a strategic communication consultant is someone who you seek counsel from when you need to communicate to your audience, to your partner, to your target market, and everything in between. I lean more on the digital side because I feel that allows me to express my creativity and express my, myself in a better way of, rather than the traditional aspect. However, consultancy is just consultancy. Entirely depends on your brand. Yeah, and um, I'm a podcaster. Yeah, I think that's what people who make podcasts are called. Podcasters, right? You know what? It's my first time doing this. Join me in this journey. My name may change from podcaster to producer to air. Death depends. Point is, I'm here to make great memories with you, great conversations with you, and carry on to better moments with you guys. So what's this podcast about? It's about many things. Uh, it's about love, money, sex, and everything in between. But, oh Lord, no, it's not about any of those. I plan to use this podcast as a platform to describe what strategic communications is, what it should be. How do I plan to do that? Telling you guys stories about people. Looking at real life stories and what they would have done better or what they did best, best in the execution and how it went about. Disclaimer, I am responsible for everything I say. However, I'm not responsible for your interpretation. I decided to look at a few things that will guide this podcast through it all. And what I mean by that is stuff that remains as an anchor. An anchor that will be used across all podcasts. For me, communications is that which you use to tell a story. Communications is when you're telling your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, boss, son, child, something in expectation that they will comprehend and accept that which you've told them in a formidable way that will lead to effect change regardless of what kind of change we're talking about so strategic communications is for me is communications in a tailored way in a receptive and memorable manner keyword receptive and memorable and before I make this sound like a class this isn't a class this is genuine raw conversations about how I think things should be done and how things sound in my ears as a recipient of what which people said. For example, is Biden was Biden's inauguration speech something worthwhile or was it like just a moment he passed and we said time for us? Those are the kind of conversations I want us to have and I'd really like to engage with you guys. So 
anytime I we have a discussion, we're discussing, say, whatever it is, the Kardashians, the inauguration, the president, regardless of whichever country we're talking about, I'd like you guys to give in your input on what you think they should have done better. Remember, this is not about their personality. This is about what they said, how they said it, and how they should have said it. So whoever told you that uh, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, bruh, they lied. It's not everything you do. How you say it, what you say matters. Picture this. You see a girl on the down the street and you look at her in your life. She looks fly. And you get into a lie. You look hot. And um, you're telling her with your hands akimbo around your waist and you're looking at her and you're standing by a wall. You know how guys lean by a wall and they're trying to look at you in a ratchety kind of like way. They're looking at you like, babe, you look hot. Then some other guy comes and says, he's a, he's a guy in a suit and tie. Get this in your head, try and picture this guy in a suit and tie. And he says, hi, you look amazing. Could I take you out? Even if he didn't say, could I take you out? Both dudes said same thing, but in different ways. Who would you rather listen to if you're a girl? And if you're a guy, you're buying cologne. I'm picking cologne. No, I think cologne is too sophisticated. Let's pick whiskey. You see a whiskey ad with a guy who's seated on a billboard. You see a guy who's seated in a Lamborghini on top of his bonnet and he's sipping a whiskey and has a cigar by his mouth. Then you see another billboard, side-by-side -side billboard, of a guy who's in a ditch, drunk and still holding to his bottle of whiskey. What whiskey are you likely to drink? I can see my Kenyan brothers saying they'll drink the whiskey of the guy who's fallen in the trench because they think that's likely to get them high faster but really is that what you'd pick i think ambition would lead you to pick the guy on the bonnet both things have communicated the same thing they're selling a whiskey but they've sold it in two different ways that's strategic communication and that's what i hope we will tackle in this podcast for me um anyone who wants to talk about communication has to do this in form of a story People have so much going on right now. I open my Instagram feed, my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, my Snapchat. I mean, literally, have so much going on in my life that I don't have space or time to consume any more raw data or boring stuff. So if you want to sell something to me or if you want to communicate something, tell me a story. Tell me a story that's appealing to me. Tell me a story that I'll understand. Tell me a story about something I want to know about make it relatable so how do i tell a story in my opinion google will tell you 105 things of how to tell a story seven elements of telling a story or four parts of telling a story mine's different i believe in three simple parts conflict symbolism and resolution conflict is i'm gonna use a kenyan context though i my intention is to have this podcast spread across the globe. I'm a continental child, so I hope this will go across Kenya, across borders in Kenya, to Africa and to the world. So I'll use a Kenyan context for this, just because it's most relatable to me. As a country, we're heading to the general election, so we'll hear lots of people coming to tell us funny stories, all kinds of things. But I'll use um, something we may relate to. We have, we currently have poor youth 
the youth are suffering in this country. They're suffering because there's lack of jobs and um, people are going to school and you're graduating and there's no way, there's no life after school. And we tend to blame the government. I'm not really sure it's the government's fault that we don't have jobs and stuff like that. But because I don't feel like getting stoned today, I'll say it's the government's fault. So if I was campaigning, I'd tell people, 2006, Jomo Kenyatta University. I'll tell my story like this. Sorry, I didn't even tell you what I was telling people. I'll tell my story in this form. In 2006, I was a graduate in uh, Kenyatta University. I spent six years in school learning pharmacy. Why I spent six years is because one year we had to, was wasted because we striked. We strike not we strike the lecturer strike. If you've been to school in Kenya, you know that you could take 10 years for a four-year degree. The reason being either you strike or the lecturer strike or COVID happens for those in school right now. Thank God, by the way, I didn't even go to school during COVID because what? Those kids have to redo a whole year of school because Rona happened. Like, really? Anyway, back to my story. So I'll tell people a story of how I spent six years in school doing pharmacy. Then after school, I was top of my class. I graduated first class honors. In fact, let me make this more relatable. This is the public I'm addressing now. And here's what I'd say. My story is unique. I'm a Kenyan youth who suffered. Suffered not because I didn't work hard. Suffered because the country did not favor me. I graduated in Form 4 uh, from high school in 2003 and I went to, uh, with I got, a, I got an A, surprisingly I actually got an A. No one thought I'd get the A but lo and behold I was smart, I was that smart. After passing I had a fundraiser, my community came together to fundraise for me to go to university and I was the cream of the village. I was that kid when schools would close and I'd go home, children would be sent to me. Oh, so they can become like me. I was the icon of the village. I was the person they looked up to. Went to KU. KU was rather very interesting. Made friends, Roiro was home. I knew in and out of Roiro. Those guys who have gone to KU know the hostels. I knew all the hostels inside and out. But unfortunately, my degree was meant to take five years. It took six. Six because lecturers on strike. They on strike because they hadn't been paid by the government. Again, the government. Really? How many times will the government feature in my conversations? Anyway, it's the government. So, six years down the line, first class owners, best in my class. In fact, I had a special mention during graduation and the VC said this kid is special because he's aced all his exams. The lowest he's ever gotten was an 87. And I was front page in every newspaper in this country. Literally every freaking newspaper in this country. And I was sure like, mama, I made it. I had that kind of a moment. That moment spurred a lot of joy for me and my family. What we didn't know is it didn't give me a job. I struggled. I literally struggled. Frontline did not give me a job. Six months down the line, my family is looking at me, the village is looking at me like, uh, what are you doing here? I can't go asking for jobs in the local farms because they're all looking at me like, 
why are you asking for a job? You're a graduate. This is not your space. My peers in the village are looking at me like, what are you doing here? See, you are the ones who went to school and you did so well. So I don't see what you're doing here. You just need to find a better space for yourself. One year later, came to Nairobi. In Nairobi, I had to start selling mitumba, secondhand clothes, which we commonly refer to in Kenya as mitumba, just to make headway for myself. Gladly, step by step, I made it one level to the other until I was able to get my first shop. And I'd get clothes from Uganda since that was the closest place I'd go to. I was not those guys who go to Dubai or Turkey for clothes. Nah, I wish I was, but unfortunately, I had taxes to pay. The government, I think my experience has taught me that. I've let too much to the government. I've let too much to waste. I'm sitting back and watching and saying, you know what? Ah, it's the government. Ah, it's the MP. Ah, digital service tax like Kerry is now calling it. Ah, it's the pay. I've suffered enough and I think it's time. It's time for me to stand up and be counted. Time for me to make the change I deserve. You who's looking at me, you who's listening to me, we suffer the same problem. I see some of you. I see Ken. I see you. I know you were first in your class as well. I know you went to University of Nairobi. In fact, you used to fondly remind me it's not University of Nairobi, it's THE University of Nairobi. The kind of joke Alliance kids pull and say it's not Alliance, it's THE Alliance. As if THE adds something to your degree or something, but you know what, Alliance guys, I'll let this one slide. It's not your turn today. That would be my story. In actual sense, I just made that up. I am not a KU graduate. I am not a pharmacist. Lord, I am not even anything close to any of those things I mentioned. But if I was listening to somebody who told me that, especially because I think that's the story of many people in this country, the guy who sells smoky on the roadside has that kind of story. I'd listen to them more. I'd pay attention. I'd be like, uh, this guy looks like he knows what he's saying, so I think it's a good bet. That's why I'd vote for you. That's my story. However, there's something. What did I start with? I started with the conflict. The conflict is why this is important. Symbolism is what I followed to. To what extent have I been affected? I told you a story of how I didn't have a job, I couldn't get a job, even after frontlining the newspapers. Then I moved on to tell you, so what next? And I told you, that's why you need to elect me, so we could make the change. Sometimes people just don't need to tell you like, oh, vote for me, oh, kinipigia kura, nitasimama, nitafanya, I mean, brah, that's not the end. Sometimes people could tell you to vote for them without having to actually tell you to vote for them. I've seen so many of these memes on Instagram and uh, TikTok and people are saying like, tell me you're a competitor without saying it. And everyone comes up with this kinds of notion like, I'll go first. That person didn't tell you they're competitive. 
just by telling you they'll go first was enough. Like, that was it to tell you that they are competitive. I'll give you what is the impact of a story. And this, again, is not a class. I'm trying to make this as relatable as possible. Let's have fun, guys. I'm. This is a fast podcast, so I'm setting up anchors. Other podcasts, subsequent podcasts will tell you more. Will be more engaging because there'll be actual stories of people. In my sense of story, in every story, I think you need to have four things for any strategic communication to work. Four things. You need to identify the goal. You need to understand your audience. You need to create a value that's relatable as well as show the desire and need. Then, identify measures of evaluation. From my story, the goal was make it personal, first of all. What was my goal? To tell you my story in relation to you. Give you reasons why you need to listen to me. My audience was the youth. That's why I told them something they need to listen to. If I was speaking to women, I'd have told them, Oh, I'm like your son. And you know how you struggle to pay for your son. That's the same thing my mother went through. Something like that. Make it relatable to your audience before you speak. Identify who your audience is and ensure that you're talking to them something that makes sense. Third is create a value that's relatable. What's my value proposition? Change. Change was the value proposition from my story. Fourth is show the desire and need. What is your desire? Your desire as a graduate, or rather for my audience that I was giving my story for, my, my desire was to show them that, you know what? I've been where you are and I got out. And I don't want the same for you. I want something different. I want something better for you. Last but not least, measure. measure. That's how you know I'm cute. Measures of evaluation. My story doesn't have a measure of evaluation, but thanks to the digital space which I'm in, I'm actually a digital media consultant as well. We can be able to tell how far your message has gone, your sentiment, your demographics and that kind of thing. This podcast might not heavily uh, depend on measuring evaluation or evaluating your impact. But the four, the first four I mentioned will be the anchors for this story. And you know what? That's the end of my podcast. First episode. I'm really freaked out. I don't know how this this is going to sound. Let's see how it goes. But disclaimer. I am responsible for everything I say. However, I'm not responsible for your interpretation. Thanks, guys, and have fun.